life requires our evolution to thrive through time. Using stories of experiences applied in life. Thus, we are time. We are transcending. This is Time Transcendence. What's up, Miss Daly? Welcome to Time Transcendence. How are you doing today? Mr. Doman, I'm fine. So, who are you as an AP? What do you do in the career field you are in? Alright, who am I as an AP? As an AP, I think I would like to put, put myself in a category as being able of a supporter, a young teacher. Delegate one who likes to delegate duties, like one who likes to facilitate, facilitate, and when necessary, I will be an instructional administrator. Oh, delegation. But different roles on the same title in order to be equipped. What roles are those? Sometimes you gotta be a supporter. Okay. Sometimes you gotta de be delegate duty. Sometimes you gotta go right there and participate in whatever the activity is instead of um, standing up. Sometimes you gotta facilitate. Right. Sometimes you gotta write out and say, listen, I would like you to do this, that, that, that. Because whatever is the situation, it calls to you being an administrator and taking the bull by the horn. I like that, um, that phrase, taking the bull by the horn. Um, I remember even even this year really when we were doing the the after school and you know you kind of put some things together kind of give us a, a a format to follow so that was that was appreciative you know so in terms of skills and necessary like you know when you're performing duties and functions as a position you know what skills per se maybe like you know three to five what skills do you find most valuable when you're performing your duty as an ap when I perform my duty as an AP, one, you have to be able to communicate. Be a good communicator, not only with teachers, with every stakeholder in the building, the, the cleaner, the, um, the students, parents, um, visitors. You have to be able to communicate verbally mm. as well as um, written, written. Communication is key. Mm -hmm. That's a key skill. Next skill, you gotta know what role to take on according to the situation. Sometimes something happens, but it, it means that you can delegate that duty and still get it done. Mm -hmm. Or you can facilitate and still get it done. And sometimes you just got to be right. Or say, listen, I want this and I expect that. You know, different roles and skills coming to the, the position. You know, um, funny you said authoritative. Even this week, doing my readings and just even in class discussions, sometimes we talk about being authoritative. So my professor has talking up, um, spoken about CPOs, really, you know, creating CPOs. And I remember that I was put in a position of, you know, trying a role playing. So it wasn't necessarily I was put in there, but you know, he, the, the professor asked us to. Um, you know to attempt it and i was like all right i'm going to you know try this and i started 
saying something in regards to how the scenario that was given and i was you know sort of dancing around it because oftentimes when i'm coming up i'm always looking at it from the angles start with something that's going to kind of like set the person at ease but you know as admin really like like you just said authoritative is like really you have to step in sometime and just like i need this this and this done you know get it done other times it's just like okay can you can you get that done so it's i guess i guess you would say shifting shifting the the parts of your roles would you say that yeah yeah you it, the whole thing you got to be in order to be successful mm-hmm. and to build a, a culture and, and relationship with the stakeholders you have to be flexible you have to be flexible and you got to be insightful see what um trade should i say trade or what um particular skill suit the situation because your your, your thing is you want positive and effective outcomes right in every situation i, I mean it won't happen all the time but your goal is to get positive and effective outcomes so you gotta judge the situation and apply the skill or the role that will lead to it being positive, the exchange being positive, or the interaction being positive and successful. Right. That that definitely makes sense. You know, judging the situation, we we have spoken about the ladder of inference, right? So you know, collecting data and knowing how to make a accurate conclusion but also knowing that you know perhaps i might have <clears throat> i might have some data that may be inaccurate or i need to really get some more data right so it's really really utilizing the data to get the outcomes you need and you know it, it's reinforcing what you said earlier too about you want certain outcomes right and you want them to be positive but you also have to understand you're not gonna get those all the time you know so my professor has also talking i'm um, spoken about that and i've also even like engaged and see that in the readings too so you know even me as a teacher like i see that you you, you create a lesson plan and you come you come today all hype like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a killer today it's gonna be a win and sometimes it flops you just gotta keep going all right you 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 spoke about communication earlier and i, I want to tie that into the, the second question i'm about to ask is you know what are the most challenging issues that that you have seen that required your attention or do you think that requires attention even now parent engagement parent engagement is very challenging to my years at the DOD mm-hmm. in different schools you get first when i was at a, a school in Kong heights the parents were there they were wanted to have a positive relationship with the teachers they were involved fully engaged and involved but recently as in middle school you find the parents in prime in the low level you have them almost like 90% being neighbors. I think they see that their child has been a baby and need to be 
you guided and so on and you, they need to have a relationship with the teachers and so on but when you get to middle school and there's a level i'm at middle, uh, middle school mm-hmm. they tend to start backing off and that is a time i think we need parent engagement and involvement more than ever i find that so very challenging because you want parents to be involved right you want to be able to be talk to parents you want them to be um be engaged you want them there you want them there because this young adult that we're trying to mold right need support and it needs support from all angles parents from the whole from the community from right. the school and i find support from the home in several cases right so so um what why do you think why do you think that they they back off or why do you think parents are not as involved in the middle school age compared to the other age groups or levels i i think the thing the child is now old enough to get it done on their own without their involvement and um so they just back off you know? oh you're 12 you can get it done you, you know about it because even when parents come in they say okay this child wasn't doing his homework or whatever right they would say okay he knows he has to do his homework what's your problem right instead of saying okay you didn't do homework all right so every evening right i'm going to sit with you and make sure that you do your homework and so on. instead now it becomes a child problem what's the problem what's it no it's our problem and we are going to solve right because that is a kind of um we actually would have gotten in the lower schools they said okay you're not doing okay i'm going to help you with your homework in middle school they said what's your problem do your homework and then it goes on no homework child not doing homework parents feel that um child should be done on their own. you know part of even my own going through this program one of the things that i've emphasized greatly even in my writings is about parent involvement and i guess you know considering we are both from the caribbean um and how parent uh, how our parents always so involved and um when i came to america i saw just how different parent is as well so i'm constantly thinking about how to apply my understanding of our culture and with students here but it's it also requires that understanding their culture so much too because i see it i see it as well right like how do we get parents involved more and i'm wondering as you mentioned about homework is it this aspect of assuming that the kid is responsible enough at that age do you, you think do you think that's that's a, that's exactly what it is or something else yes i think there's assume that the kid is responsible enough at the middle school age mm-hmm. and uh, she should be able to know what is required right and get it and there's still a child this is still a child and and if we look at um back of history mm-hmm. That's why the whole middle school was created. In other educational systems, there's no middle school. You come from the primary school. That's true. Or the elementary school straight into high school. Our founding fathers and scholars and educators felt that there need to be this nurturing piece 
these three years of nurturing, because this here it is a mm-hmm. uh, child, trampled into adolescence, and said that now the child needs to be nurtured. So, the school should be a nurturing piece still for the child, and it means support from teachers, right? Support from the community, support from parents. There's, there's a whole idea of the middle school, and so that then the child now move on to high school the child is confident the child has a strong sense of self and the child should be able and understand what his role and responsibilities are and we fail them when we don't support them and become involved and engaged in their day-to-day activity in the midst right you know it's more so it's more so i guess someone who just seen it for the first time would say this is surprising but like for me and even for you really is like wow i'm you know i'm i'm still astounded that this is this continues to be and this is gonna dive into the next question but i also want to to connect to how you said the middle school middle school if you look through history was created in a sense here for that nurturing bridge right where we're nurturing the, the children at the age at the middle school age to kind of build that maturity so by the time they get to high school they they have that and that's something that even <clears throat> when i just got here i looked at it and i was like what middle school why not just go from sixth grade to seven and just call it high school call it a day Right, but it's, it again, it, it comes to the aspect of cultural understanding, right, which plays into the culturally responsive teaching as well. So, in that regard, is there any changes? So, you know, what do you think has changed the most since you have been an AP? What has changed the most, and we gotta go back back to COVID. COVID nineteen has changed our own way that we can deliver this. Now, we are seeing the uses, the real true use of technology. How we can use this technology to get so much, so much information over to students in the classroom and at home. Technology has now bridged the home and the classroom. And that's the greatest change. And it come, I think it came out about, um, incidentally, COVID-19 came. We couldn't get um, kids at home without being educated. Right. And going to cyberspace and Zoom and Microsoft Teams in order to deliver our lesson to students. So that's the greatest change. And it's, it's, it's happened in 2020 began and it's going to steamroll into education and education within the next 10 years will look quite different oh yeah what it looks like today oh yeah i mean you know i imagine that greatly too because um i've spoken i've spoken a lot in terms of the district that I was in prior to to the district that we're in right now, and just looking at how they had so many you know computers available for students, 
but the dynamic of learning was so different not necessarily as 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 high as i as i believe it it should be and then i'm in this district and i see how there's a there's a lack in the sense and students are performing at a similar rate but just looking at covid really and looking at how much things have just been pushed forward really is like a lot of things that i that i was seeing that i was even um working with with my students um in the prior district with the computers i saw a lot of that started happening in covid or just prior to covid itself i definitely think that as we are going forward something i you know came across in my class we talk about the different ages of of education we're in a conceptual age whereas like well we well the the reality that we're we're living in is in the conceptual age right and i think that's still part of the technology age but education system is still in the like the industrial age right as you know sir ken robinson even talked about it how we are in the 21st century but we're still teaching as, as if we're in the 20 the 20th century what are we doing like are we really preparing our students for the world ahead and when we look at disparities and disadvantages right students who are at a lower disadvantages often seem to be hurt the most even when, when i saw articles coming out about the, the disadvantages in education or the disadvantages in the healthcare system and so on as a result of covid for me it was just like this slap in the face or rather this repetitive slap in the face like how many times am i going to see this when i've seen it years before when there was something else at stake we have to get to the root of the the problem we have to get to the root of the the issues and among them is real like you know foundational um learn like with you know parent engagement is among among them that i often push push for if there if you could change one aspect of the position as an ap what would you change one aspect of the position as an ap what would i change i would change i would like to change this whole we talk about students having different learning styles and um tapping into what the learning styles and thing but yet still we force group, group work and um and emphasize collaboration and starting classroom uh, group work yes collaboration is good because schools have to satisfy what the labor force need and if is a virtual call for the collaboration mm -hmm. and work that's what we have to right. um emphasize in school but yet still some kids cannot and work with others mm -hmm. and we expect that we we expect so we don't although we know this child cannot work with okay you've got to do this work you got to do this and some kids just can't we need to know our students right we also have a cookie cut thing but yet still we when we deliver our lessons we deliver it in the same thing that we talking against mm -hmm. or you in the group where they why a child can't do the lesson go side so okay you go ahead and do your independent work and then share back with us right the class right oh, oh. You know, we 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 preach 
But then we don't, uh, we preach one thing and then in practice we do something. Because look at it, when kids go to an examination, they got to be on their own. They got to give that individual work, they got to be able to, the sustainability, the way back to sit and focus and do it on their own without any discussion. And sometimes when we deliver it, it has to reflect the examination because we are still using test scores in order to determine how successful the child is. So, it's so paradoxical, I would say, right? You know, coming across evaluative readings again in class, really. You know, talk about that, really. Like, we're using test scores to determine students' intelligence and not realizing that we should be um, looking at the skills that they're practicing, you know, or what they can, how they're applying the, the, those skills. The other thing too is that we stress collaboration so much, but when the test when the, when the test comes, the child sits and do it as an individual. And and for a long time, for a long time, I was always about individual individual practice i am i'm still i'm still about it because i think it's important that people learn how to be themselves right be be yourselves work by yourself but it's also important to really know how to work with others with because you know we are uh, um we are social creatures right but I, I i heavily believe that individual the individual also is important because if you if you are not understanding yourself as an individual then you run with a group at every second or every turn of the eye the group says jump you jump all right and so that's where the challenge itself comes in you know so that you know that's definitely a good point the collaborate the collaborative aspect you know thank you thank you for um thank you for that is there anything else you want to add miss daily but I still think um, teaching, going through the different phases and education to student, mm-hmm. parent, teacher, administrator, still very rewarding. A lot of people don't move away from my children. Oh, and I, I still find it very rewarding. And I'm glad you are pursuing the, um, the course that you're taking. I think you'll be a great administrator whenever you offer that position thank you thank you very much and thank you for again you know being on time transcendence really appreciate it life requires our evolution to thrive through time using stories of experiences applied in life thus we are time we are transcending This is Time Transcendence.